A highlight for me is no doubt speaking to Barbara Friedman, <laughs> who comes on because of Bob's Wire, which is a regular feature, right? Yeah, it's my morning little wada, wada, wada. Wada, wada, wada. <laughs> and I'm so chuffed to be able to talk to you because we go a, back we so, go so far back. And, and this has never happened. No, and it's so awesome. I mean, goodness, oh. it's been years since we first met in yonky the doodle. ETV newsroom. Yes, yonky, yonky doodle. Yeah. So, so what's so, trending? I'm well, no doubt Freedom Day is up there. You know, I'd like to say that it's trending, mm-hmm. but it kind of isn't. So mm-hmm. hashtag Freedom Day 2021 is the hashtag that people are using. And I mean, probably will grow through the day, but I thought it was interesting interesting that it is not full-on trending because people are not happy. Yeah, do you think it's a little bit of an indication of people's moods? I reckon it is. And so, of course, there are some people saying, you know, yeah, 27 years of freedom. I mean, it is the 27th. And, I mean, I remember that day when I went and voted and stood in the queues. Where did you vote? Well, funny enough, I went to very good friends of mine in Cork Bay. So I ended up standing in that queue. And there's a photo that my friends post every year and they just have, which I took, of them sitting on their couch with a newspaper that said Freedom Day. The Cape Times when it was still a newspaper. the shade. <laughs> um, and I, that was, you know, we'd all been involved and, you know, we were all yeah. activists, anti-apartheid activists, and it was the most incredible. incredible day, really was, and I feel very sad. I know. I played, um, <laughs> I actually opened the open line with playing Madiba's yeah. speech that he yes. addressed, and, and you can just hear, so full of optimism, so full of this new era of hope, and every um, single priority that he mentioned, Bob's, is not still, is still not addressed. And so people later. are posting tweets yes. like, you call this freedom, no clean water, sanitation, yes. hygiene, no proper housing, roads, higher rate of unemployment and crime. Is that freedom? Hashtag Freedom Day 2021. Mm. Um, you know, I'm sitting here and wondering to myself, how do I even celebrate freedom without a job, mm. without a house and basic services? God help us. Hashtag yeah. Freedom Day 2021. Sorry to be a downer, but I think that is... That is my sense on Twitter right now. And I mean, maybe that will change during the day because I just also do want to say that with all of that, you know, people have a vote and Mm. they didn't. So use your vote, Mm. use your feet Mm. and let's try and be the change because we we can't wait for this government to do it right and now. can we stop voting on sentimentality well that's what i've yeah. like we, we really need to move on from i mean that you know we've had to let go of mm. that love for the liberation mm. movement that brought freedom it's not it, this is no longer what we're dealing with yeah yeah but it is a and the democracy one. is meant to serve the people it right? is is it not yes and moving on to our lovely government yes. <laughs> the yes. big trend yes. since last night was norma <gasps> Because she gave all the tea. All <laughs> she the did. Tea, talking so, about those bags of cash. Yes. So obviously Norma, for those that maybe don't know, is, well, she no longer calls herself Norma Gagaba. She Mm-mm. calls herself Norma Ngoma. Yes. She changed that sort of towards the end of last year on her Twitter, uh, I mean, on her Instagram, because she is estranged from Malusi. Yes. And... We can play a little clip. So, I mean, she was giving test to me last night. I was kind of thinking, my goodness, the day before a public holiday, <laughs> Norma was sitting in the Zondo Commission. No, really. But this is an interesting clip because she, she sort of, look, she was forced to go there. She made yes. that clear. Her lawyer, who made it clear last night that she didn't come there entirely. She was subpoenaed, there, she was subpoenaed she was and that she didn't really want to come. Yeah. And that she says she'll fill in the gaps that Malusi doesn't sort of talk about. But I thought this was a clip worth listening to. 
He told me that he will move to the department of DPE, and I asked him what is DPE because I didn't know what is DPE at that time. Did he tell you where he had received this or from whom he had received this news that he was going to move uh, to being the minister of the DPE? Then he said he heard it from AJ. AJ who? AJ Gupta. Was that before he moved to the Department of Public Enterprises? Yes. When he told you that? Yes. Uh, do you know how long before he actually moved? Or can you know? I think it was two to three months before he moved. So three months before he officially was moved to that position, he was told by A.J. Gupta at, that he, at, 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 the, at HR. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, and that's what it's clear, hey? It's, it's, it's clear that um, who was running the who government? Was, no, no, it's just insane. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, Norma yeah, spilling um, the tea. Just, Bob's from your perspective, um, having been in media and in news for so long, you know, when something like this is so revealing, do you think that this is a good thing? It almost feels like we, we're throwing a spotlight now, and yes, it's all very depressing to see the extent of the rot. Yeah. But do you think that this could be the turning point for us to actually, you know... We've um, been saying it, though, for the last few years, and of course the Zondo Commission has dragged on and on. Mm. But I definitely think what we were all sort of speculating a couple of years ago was that before we knew how extensive the rot was, we were living in denial. Yes. And that this is definitely better. Because absolutely, I mean, how, it, we know now. We know now the layers, the layers upon layers and upon layers of rot that go so deep. It's, it's depressing. Yeah. Because I personally, and this is just my opinion, I don't see how the ANC can fix itself. So this is what I was going to ask you now. After this, as a member of the media, mm. for you to see green shoots that we were going in the right direction, what would be some of the kind of things that you would be hoping would come out of this? Like prosecutions? Yeah, or prosecutions and, and jail time. Jail time. And I do think that the South African public want to see that mm. and the fact that nobody really ha- that has not happened my view and obviously this is listening to lots of analysts and following this is i really do think the so-called ret faction the radical economic transformation which yes. is such a joke because they don't have the poor on their side in any shape or form no. um i do think and i heard richard cullen say this on air a few weeks ago i do think their approach is the scorched earth policy i think they will do anything to prevent right. themselves losing their money and ending up in jail, even if they take this country down with them. And that gives me goosebumps because I really do think that that is actually what they will do. Well, I think as South Africans, we fought so hard for this democracy for mm. over hundreds of years. Like, yeah. I'm not even just talking about what happened 27 yeah. years ago. I'm yeah. talking about the years of oppression, Absolutely. the years of inequality, the decades and hundreds of years. So I just feel like we cannot let that happen on our watch. We cannot, as ordinary South Africans, we actually have to roll our sleeves up and actually get busy. We need to be active citizens. And I know that's a phrase that's being thrown around in in, in a way. What does that mean? And, you know, all these initiatives are started and they get nowhere. How do we change that? How do we do something like the extra parliamentary opposition of the 80s, you know, where the United Democratic Front actually united people against at that point, one single issue, which was apartheid, came together and actually was a force to be reckoned with. The citizens of South Africa need to do something because we cannot rely on the current government to, to, to do that for us. Mm. 
absolutely. All right, what's the other one? Finally! What else is something, something, something optimistic. Uh, well, I don't know if it's optimistic because it's a little, the, the sort of the premise of this is a little bit depressing, but I okay. thought it was fascinating. Yes. So there's been this study, it's called the Deep Time Study, and it's taken place in France. And a group of French volunteers, eight men and seven women between the ages of 27 and 50, went to live in a cave, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Lombrives, in the southwest of France, 15 people. They lived there for 40 days in isolation with no phones, no clocks, no sunlight. They basically had to make their own electricity by riding a bicycle. They had no no actual clocks, so they had to start, as the time went by, relying on their body clocks to kind of tell them when things were happening. And we don't realize the extent to which we're always looking at the time or we can see the sunlight um, and all those kinds of things. And the premise of the study by the scientists was to work out how people can actually survive in these kinds of sort of isolated and almost time-deprived conditions. I suppose maybe, and this is the depressing part, Maybe this is in preparation for the apocalypse. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, well, I suppose it's to see, you know. And when they came in the day before, the scientists who oversaw the project came in the day before on Friday, I think, and said to them, you know, you're going to be released, not released, but you're going to be let out of here on Saturday um, so that they knew it was nearing an end. Because if you think about it, they didn't know when the end was. No, exactly. I mean, mean, I'm sure some of them tried to sort of like work out what day they were on, like when you're in prison isolation. Yeah, but how would you do it if you're deprived of light? No, I think they had electricity from riding their bicycle. But, I mean, natural light. So no, no, natural light. Sun's up or down. No, so they would have had to kind of try and get mm. in tune with their body clocks, and then they would have woken up and maybe sit carved on the wall of the cave. One, I'm just making this up. <laughs> <laughs> you got into it. You know, like you're in prison. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yes. from all of our years in prison. <laughs> so you kind of go one, two, three, four, and then you cross it out. Do you know what I mean? You know that whole thing you do in movies. It's deeply fascinating that anybody well, would even is. want to participate in a study like well, that. Well, yeah, exactly. And they came out, apparently, they came out of the cave with sunglasses on. On to applause yes. from the sort of group who were there, probably media and scientists, and they wore sunglasses to give their eyes, you know, time to adjust. And um, the, so, so one of the the director of the project said, time seemed to pass more slowly in the cave. And another volunteer said it was like pressing pause on life. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see the results yeah, of the study for now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we'll keep an eye on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, thank you so much. Thanks, Enjoy the rest of your public holiday. At work. Yes. <laughs> For 944 Freedom. Freedom Day. It is 944.